0: goherenext.com. Our only reported accident this morning is near Lacey. 36 around Lower Dry Creek Road. Single vehicle hit a deer there. No report of injury, no report of blockage. Popeye's Chicken is locally owned and open for takeout or drive-through. A chicken sandwich is $3.99. Buttermilk biscuit, shrimp side and biscuit only six bucks. University in Jordan, 72 in Jeff and North Parkway. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. All right, crew, let's get her dug.
1: Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember?
2: No matter how large or small, your digging project may be. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. Make sure you do this. For digging projects, big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance.
3: like a sandwich. Birth at one slice and death is the
4: other. I got uh, brown sandwiches and uh, green sandwich.
3: What you put in the middle makes all the difference.
4: What's the green? See, the very new cheese, the very old meat. I'll take the brown.
3: This is Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
5: Got rain pretty much all day, maybe a thunderstorm. If we get enough thunder early, it might take the energy out of the uh, suspected severe weather later today. We should We'll see. Uh but right now we're we're hanging at sixty five. And it's raining in some parts. Uh James Vandiver, Planner two demographics. Is that kinda like that's kinda like being a corporal or a sergeant in planning, right? <laughs>
2: yeah definitely not the general
5: we're we're trying to figure this out still right <laughs> anyway uh James is also the census lay liaison with the city of huntsville I, I okay, so are you taking credit for this or or is it we just have real smart people or it's cabin fever, but Huntsville seems to be doing well while the state's kind of lagging. Huntsville's doing pretty well is that does that credit you guys with organizing this thing well?
2: Right, yeah, given the circumstances, Huntsville's doing very well. Uh, we've got about 60% of our households are responded so far. That puts us in the top 100 cities in the country, large cities in the country, for responses. So, yeah, great job, but we've still got a long way to go. Wow. So what?
5: You, so is is there something, because obviously this gets out, right? Are you getting calls from other cities in Alabama going, what are you guys doing? I mean, is your phone ringing?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, occasionally, yes, we do get uh, phone calls from other cities uh, trying to get our, our best practices. We're always, always happy to help, of course. But, I mean, North Alabama as a whole has been doing fairly well. I've been, I've been very impressed with the results um, from, from Huntsville, from Madison County, from uh, Morgan County, Lawrence County. has been doing great. So, yeah, uh, everybody's been doing a really good job.
5: So where do you throw the credit for this? Did we promote it well? Did Are, are we just inclined to want to, you know, we're not living in a bunker kind of people? Uh, we seem to be different. We, we keep finding all these things about North Alabama being different from the rest of the state. Does it just kind of fall into that same category where we're just not like everybody else? We we want to participate in this thing. Is that what it
2: is? I, uh, yeah, I, I, there must be something in the water here in North Alabama or something. But uh, it's, it's a – I think we're all aware that – of the census's importance, you know, how it affects our political representation, how it affects our, our funding, um, which is important for us. I mean, we, we have uh, – we, we're growing really fast. Everybody sees how much construction is going on here. You know, before the COVID, we had lots of traffic. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's really uh, – it, we, we see the results of what a good census could do.
5: You know, you've been reading a lot, probably like I have, where there have been countless articles now about, in fact, somebody's even speculated that New York may have reached its cap <laughs> <laughs> because they're all living on top of each other. and this virus has shown that. Um, but people are to already people were gravitating to smaller cities. This is going to accelerate that. I mean, and we're starting to see a pattern already, right?
2: Right I mean Huntsville was growing by leaps and bounds um before uh the pandemic and we we have not seen any uh signs of that slowing down as of yet uh March was actually our best March in terms of housing starts in the city of Huntsville since 2014 I believe wow so um yeah, we we we've, we've we've been doing really well um I won't have April's numbers till next week but I mean so far so good
5: So this is so you suspect that this will this pandemic that we've gone through and the fact that that this seems to be a bigger. Now, we've had outliers. We get who explains Chambers County. I don't know. But, you know, Jefferson's uh, Jefferson's pretty concentrated. Mobile's pretty concentrated. Montgomery's pretty concentrated. Um, It it, kind of gives you the indication here. And then just how we kind of handle things in general. Um, But it. It. Do you see the acceleration coming? Where in because in, I mean it's it's the commute people are going to go for shorter commutes, which is what we're famous for here. I mean, do you see the acceleration in this uh, in what you're reading?
2: Well, I mean, I I, I definitely see Huntsville um, benefiting. I mean, not wouldn't say benefiting, but you know, it's 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 going to be. Um, I mean, people are really trying to, starting to find out that Huntsville is a great place to live. And uh, I, I think it's definitely going to accelerate when we have, you know, of course, we're getting the FBI. We're getting Mazda Twitter, We're getting all these different industries coming in here in the next couple of years. So, I mean, there's really, you know, no reason to count Huntsville out when it comes to growth. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're... We're we're carrying the state when it comes to growth. So Huntsville is going to be if, if we are you know to keep all of our benefits, all of our uh, you know, political representations, it's going to to depend on Huntsville to have a good census.
5: So what? So when the phone rings from these places that are having horrible turnout, what are you telling them?
2: Well, I mean, we we try to tell them that they need to uh, talk about the importance of the census. You know, t- talk about what you may lose from from not counting everyone. I mean, you're talking about $1,600 per person per year in federal funding being lost if you do not count just one person. Um, and imagine a you know, family of four uh, over 10 years at $64,000 over a decade. I mean, that, that's a, that's quite a bit of money, especially for smaller communities. So it's it's really important that everybody gets counted.
5: You know, and, and I don't know. It's it's, but that has been the, the the difference between us and the rest of the state. And and I guess the other question is, since we're a little more techy here, where are people are more people going online answering this thing? Is that is that been the secret? Or Are we outpacing everybody? Because I responded online. I was sitting there bored. and I thought, well, I may as well do the census. A lot of other people apparently done that too, huh?
2: Yeah, it's it's never been easier to uh, fill out the census. You can do it online, um, by phone, or by mail. All
5: right, so if you haven't done it yet, you need to... Hey, can you hang around? I want to talk a little more demographics. Have you got time to chat? Yeah, not a problem. All right. James Vandiver, uh, planner for the city of Huntsville in the uh, area of uh, demographics. Love demographics. That. But I love that magazine remember American demographics magazine that was a that was it in the weeds magazine but I loved it because it had great maps uh, anyway he's also the census liaison we'll talk listen online
3: to WTKI talk at wtkiradio.com
6: The Bloomberg Business of Sports Report. I'm Michael Barr. The head of Tokyo's 2020 Olympic Organizing Committee says the Games would be canceled instead of being further postponed if the coronavirus pandemic isn't under control by 2021. Yoshiro Mori told Nikon Sports that a delay to 2022 wouldn't happen, noting that during wars, the games have simply been canceled. Mori says if we can hold the Olympics after the world beats the virus, the games will have many times more value than in the past. The Los Angeles Lakers received a loan of about $4.6 million under the stimulus package Congress passed in March. However, the NBA team says it returned the money to the federal government. A Pennsylvania appeals court has ruled that Villanova University's plan to construct a 65-foot removable dome for its soccer field can't proceed because the structure would violate zoning laws. And that is a Bloomberg Business of Sports report. I'm Michael Barr. In business today, being ready is more challenging than ever.
3: As you work to keep your doors open and employees and customers protected, CentOS is here to help. Our trucks can deliver essential supplies like soap, Microfiber towels, disposable gloves, paper towels, toilet tissue, and safety glasses. We can even sanitize your restrooms. We'll serve you with the speed and dedication you need. Learn how Cintas can help your business stay ready at Cintas.com.
7: There will be parties again soon and family gatherings. There'll be parades and sporting events and concerts to help our communities when they come back together. Respond to the 2020 Census now. Spend a few minutes online today to impact the next 10 years of healthcare, infrastructure, and education. Respond online today to make America's tomorrow brighter. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau.
8: Sometimes life is wonderful. And sometimes it's not. Cherish the good. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800 626 4910. That's 800 626 4910. 800 626 4910.
4: With all regards we are open today from 11 to 7 p.m. We are doing carry out and delivery only.
5: For rebates or low payments on the Uletex Home Comfort System, call All Weather Heating and Air Conditioning at 256-852-8825. Uh, you can also reach them at InsideWeatherGuy.com. Uh, Alabama certification number 83073. Uh, showers and a possible thunderstorm, and some storms could be severe later in the day. Uh, we'll get to 70. Uh, we've been hanging at 65 pretty much all morning, and uh, may see some gusty winds to 25. 100% chance of rain, so we're definitely getting more rain out of this. Uh, if If we get, this could be capped, if we get enough rain early, we may not get the heavy rain-damaging winds and small hail they're calling for in the afternoon round. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, As we get uh, into Thursday, the rain chances uh, reduce to just showers, and then we've got a nice looking weekend Friday through Sunday. James Vandever is uh, planner uh, two demographics uh, city of Huntsville, also the census liaison um, all right, so uh, kind of back to our discussion uh, a, a bit a bit perplexed, I guess people are maybe not here, but people are it, it definitely has gotten everybody's attention our response to the census we're we're and I guess the online thing because we're like I was saying at the during the last segment. We're doing more online than we are any other way, would that be fair to say, for for at least Huntsville?
2: Right, yeah. The, the, the online uh, way to fill out the census is the primary way to do it now. Um, that's what they encourage people to do first. Uh, and then in other areas where maybe there wasn't a whole lot of Internet access, they, they um, sent people the paper form, uh, the one that, that we all know from past censuses. Uh, they can. We can also do this online, uh, the census online. So, I mean, there's there's different ways you can do it. Um, and there's, there's really no excuse to not fill it out yourself, rather than wait for somebody to show up at your door.
5: Is that why, probably, our because of our our the way we are here, the the response has been better because the Census Bureau has made it easier. I mean, because we we latch on to all this technology, right?
2: Yeah, uh, Huntsville's uh, Huntsvilleans and and, and our, our region in general has uh, embraced technology um but yeah it's it's really you know, we we have um a pretty a pretty good internet access here in terms of you know how many how many households have internet access so it, it's been it's been pretty easy for the census to to reach out to these communities, but we still have tens of thousands of households that still haven't responded yet.
5: You know, back when we were able to, you know, actually talk face to face, we were talking about this whole idea of what our metro will look like, um, and and you kind of speculated a little a, a bit. Are, are we are we getting because OMB will make the rules on this, right? Because that comes out of. Um, I guess comes out of commerce, and, and basically the the uh, OMB is in the executive branch, and they'll kind of define, decide the definition, and then we'll decide commuting patterns and all of that. What do you suspect we will grow like And do Huntsville and Decatur eventually get defined as one metro because it's a consolidated now, and people go, well, what what does it matter? That has to do with allocation of federal funds for transportation and a lot of that stuff as well, right?
2: That's right, yeah, uh, metro area designation is very important you know for for federal funding allocation, also you know um, you know for economic development you know saying that we're in a a, a metro area of you know six hundred something thousand people, which is what we would be if we were a Huntsville Decatur metro area um, is is pretty important if we're we're going out and recruiting retail or industry um, it shows that we have a workforce and we have a uh, customer base. Uh, That is that is willing to shop or uh, work at their uh, location based on Um, what you
5: go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your point. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, no problem. Um, You know, Huntsville indicator. I I could definitely see them merging into a metro area. We probably won't see that until 2023 uh, when the designations come out. Um, But the 2020 census will lay a basis for that um, for those numbers.
5: So what, if, if, if you were, uh, you know, I'm not gonna hold you to this, I promise. Uh, but I mean, just knowing what you know now about the rules that exist, how many counties do you think we end up with at the, in, in 2023? How, how, how big a metro do we, how many counties do we take in, do you think? And who would they be? Likely.
2: Well, if we take um, if we if we absorb Decatur, that would be Morgan County and Lawrence County. Um, so we, we take those in one fell swoop. I could I could definitely see us um, absorbing uh, Lincoln County. So we could be a bi-state metropolitan area, mm-hmm. um, Lincoln County, Tennessee. Uh, Marshall County maybe uh, that, that would be a bit borderline.'re um, they're, they're a significant employment driver by themselves so they are already a, a micropolitan area in, mm-hmm. in Albertville so um, so yeah we, we, we could definitely see some expansion.
5: So so Lincoln probably the most likely addition other than uh, Morgan and Lawrence right, right because it's all that stuff right there along the state line. Um all right, so I want to get back to this and because because this one I guess we will we will see a pattern probably after this. But people longing for smaller cities may juice this migration to Huntsville and I guess we, if we do, we'll probably if we know this is happening because the articles are out there where people are longing to get out of the big the big metropolitan areas, we should know this this year, wouldn't you think?
2: Well, the, I know the results of the census won't come out until probably early next year. Um, right, but I
3: mean, but
5: I mean, preliminary stuff as far as migration into the into our area, we'll we'll have some indications of this by the end of the year, wouldn't you think? By other sources, yeah. You think?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, we 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 already know that uh, Huntsville's growth has been accelerated just based on you know housing starts, uh, based on the you know, number number of new housing units, uh, real estate, um, you know, all that has been increasing significantly, especially in the past two to three years. So, I mean, we already have an indication that, that people are moving here. Um, it will just be, you know, how, how does the pandemic and how, how do the new economic normals uh, affect into that? We, we, we could have a better picture about it by, by the end of this year.
5: Okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking we'll get a little juiced. Uh, the the acceleration will be accelerated. Is that the best way to say it? <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm sensing that, and I and and you know we Adding get things to the
2: fire, right? Yeah,
5: I mean, you know, we're we're in, in conversations. I was talking with uh, folks from the from the airport. They're they're saying we may benefit on the other end of this by all these airlines that were wanting to get out of failing markets. They now have an excuse to leave, and we might benefit from that because of our growth. So I mean, there are all kinds of outliers there that may all add to us getting juiced a little bit. I'm just wondering uh if we'll be able to I I'm, I'm assuming we'll be able to see it we'll, we'll eventually see it but I'm wondering if we'll, we'll see it this year so you think maybe
2: maybe yes
5: all right uh okay so if you have not filled out the census you it's real easy right and if you didn't even if you didn't get a census form well you got to have that code don't you you every household got one they got the card
2: right well, you, you don't need a code. All oh, you, you don't? Need an address. Oh, you just right. need an address. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. So if, if the mail didn't get to you to do the census and you're going, hmm, I never did it, you just put your address in and they'll walk you through it and you can still take it.
2: That's right. Wow. Yep, yep. And you can uh, if, if you're uncomfortable with taking it online, you can also call the Census Bureau. Um, I believe the number is one 844 um, And they can answer any questions you may have.
5: All right, so percentage-wise, because you're a numbers guy, um, are, are, we're significantly better than the rest of the state, or just better than the rest of the state, as far as response? <laughs>
2: um, we're better. Uh, the, the entire state as a whole has, um, just over half the households in the state have responded, um, you know, in in Madison County as a whole is about 64%, and we are the second-best county in the state in terms of response. Shelby County has been doing very well just south of Birmingham. Um, so, I mean, we're we're definitely in the top tier of areas uh, for census responses, but like I said, we still got a long ways to go.
5: All right. So uh, Alabama, now is that over half? Is that typical for Alabama or a bit low? Because we've heard reporting kind of on both. Are we, are we kind of where we normally are, or a little better, or a little worse?
2: Well, it, this year is definitely going to be a lot different um, in terms of our census uh, outreach and, and, and uh, responses. But, I mean, Alabama's been doing fairly well in terms of the southeast. I mean, I think Tennessee is the only other state that's doing better than Alabama right now.
5: All right. We always appreciate it. I hope we do. I, I tried to stay out of the weeds, and I you do well at keeping me out of the weeds. James Vandiver, planner for the city of Huntsville, uh, also the census liaison. We appreciate it, my friend. Hope to have you in after we start digesting some of these numbers. Thanks.
3: And keep you informed all at the same time. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk.
0: Back on Highway 36 near Lower Drive Creek should be clearing. That was a single vehicle hit a deer. No injury, no blockage reported there. Everything else looks pretty good this morning. Use a CPAP machine for snoring or sleep apnea. Is it clean and well sanitized? The Somnodent from Dr. Randall Sandlin is an oral device. No hoses, no mask. 350-CARE. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeyes North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk.
7: Hi, I'm Tamika Hayes, a physician assistant at Spine and Neural Center. If you're suffering from back and neck pain... It's good to know that a physician assistant or nurse practitioner can see you as soon as the next day. We will evaluate you, order imaging studies, and develop a treatment plan that will get you feeling better. Plus,
9: if need be, we'll get you into one of our neurosurgeons as soon as possible. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your
1: community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine. Keeping communities safe. Making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready. Always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at
8: nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet.
1: But the most important moment happens when we all stand together.
0: United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon.
1: I'm Candace Patton.
0: Joe Manganiello.
3: Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba.
1: Cancer has in some way touched all of us.
3: So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease.
8: Visit StandUpToCancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Most people would agree to practice an eco-friendly
10: approach to living as long as it doesn't break the bank. I'm Danny Lifford with Tips for Today's Homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about a green idea that costs next to nothing right after this.
3: The Home Depot is here to help. And we have many ways to help. You can download our app or go online to find the essential products and information you need quickly. You can order what you need online, and we can have it waiting for you at the store. Or we can even deliver over a million items free. And we have thousands of how-to videos for the projects and repairs you need to make. We're here to help. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
10: Many environmentalists talk about harnessing the power of the sun, and there are some great ideas and products out there to do so. There are solar panels to generate electricity for our homes, solar water heaters to keep our showers steamy, and even solar landscape lights to brighten up the yard. But all of these require some special equipment and a fair amount of technology. But here's a low-tech option: the clothesline. Line drying clothes uses no electricity whatsoever, and the UV rays of the sun actually help sanitize the laundry and the fresh smell is unbeatable. If you want to start small, just try line-drying your towels and bed linens. Besides reducing your carbon footprint, you'll also be reducing your utility bill, and that's something everyone can use. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner.
0: It's the happy, 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 happy hour. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. And got
3: My friends, every week we bring you the happiness hour because the happy make the world better and the unhappy make the world worse. And that is a fact. They make it worse in the micro they make it worse in the macro. The happy make it better in the micro and better in the macro. I prefer to be with happy people in the elevator. That is correct. Even in the elevator. Dennis Prager, weekday mornings at 11 on talk radio for the rest of us. WTKI Talk.
5: And don't forget those great sides. Fried green tomatoes, mushrooms, cheese sticks, onion rings, and fries. Huntsville's original sub. Stanlio's, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanlio's on Facebook and receive special offers.
8: Uh-oh. Guess what
1: day it is? Julie. This is Main Street Cafe in Madison. We are open for pickup only. Please check our website at MainStreetCafeMadison.com for hours of operation. Thank you. Okay.
5: It's Hump Day. It is. You know, you're welcome. Because we have to remember what day it is. Some anyway. Uh, Bob Stephen is uh, vice president of of caregiving and health programs for AARP. Um, Bob, welcome. And um, we're gonna we're gonna share these six questions families should be asking care facilities right now. And I'm guessing. um, First of all, good morning. How are you?
4: I'm great, Fred. Thank you for having me. How are you doing?
5: Good. Uh, you know, as, as you know, as far as we can go, anyway. <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing this is kind of a mixed bag, right? I mean, yes, it's a vulnerable population. We're hearing the, the horror stories of some things that have gone badly, but I, I would say nursing homes are well aware that they've got to do certain things to to you know prioritize things like. You know, stopping visit, unnecessary visitations and you know dealing with people. I mean, I because that's uh, and again, we know it's a challenged industry. But what questions should should families be asking right now?
4: Yeah. So to your point, you know, nursing homes know what they they need to do, but families, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, and so there are six questions that we have developed uh, with experts to help families really be the best advocate they can be. And those questions are, you know, number one, ask the nursing home if if anyone has tested positive for COVID-19, whether it's residents or staff or vendors. Now, the second question would be to ask the nursing home what they're doing to prevent infection. So how are staff being screened? What precautions are they taking uh, to, to help stop the spread? The third question would be to ask if if the nursing home staff have the personal protective equipment and training that they they need, and and if not, if they have a plan to to secure that equipment. The fourth question I think is is an important one for a lot of families uh, just who who are missing that that, that connection, which is what's the nursing home doing to help residents stay connected with their families or or loved ones during the time? Will they help set up regular phone calls or video calls? Uh, The fifth question is... Ask what the, the nursing home is, is doing to communicate important information to both the residents and families on a regular basis. It's that not knowing that really is concerning a lot of family members right now. And then the final question is, is the nursing home currently at full staffing level for nurses, aides, and other workers? And do they have a plan in place to uh, to make sure that the care standards and the things that residents need are going to be met if that, that, that uh, staffing is not at the levels it needs to be?
5: You know, and we're already and we're already looking at an industry that's that's you know even before this this uh, pandemic was kind of challenged right with staffing and and you know they're good I wouldn't say good there are good ones and bad ones but there are ones that uh, you know sometimes aren't up to par. And, and perhaps we won't know. I mean, there'll be books written about this, right? If some of these places were like the outbreak in Washington state and we've had some out, outbreaks in some other places, whether that was because of those facilities or just dumb luck,
4: right? Right, right. And, and I think there's some things that, that we've learned in terms of, uh, you know, maybe how quickly we, we made changes that, uh, that, that, allowed people to, to, uh, to, put safety precautions in place and so forth. But, yeah, no, I think you're right. There's a lot that we don't know right now, and, and it's going to be when we have that data uh, well after this is over that we're going to really dig into it.
5: You know, I'm amazed at the, what, the 103-year-old veteran, I think, that survived the thing, and, and then you have the couple that died a couple of days ago who are both in their late 90s. I mean, it, it, it just it, it kind of depends on so many other factors. I mean, we again, there's just so much we still don't know, right?
4: Oh, absolutely right. And you're right. I mean, you can have people who who pull through completely fine. Um, you know, hundred. You said a hundred three year old veteran. Um, and, you know, when you look at what we do know, we know that those who have underlying health conditions, who tend to be over the age of, of eighty, are, tend to be more vulnerable than the rest of us. And, and those are the folks that you typically find in nursing homes. I think of the twenty. 3,000 Alabama residents who are nursing homes, roughly, you know, I'd say half of them are, are over the age of 80, and that's why it's a vulnerable population.
5: You know, I, I the the question of all these six questions that that jumped out to me. Yeah, the others are kind of no brainers, but that idea of communicating the families not knowing, the residents not knowing. If I'm running a facility, I've got to make sure, and that's the tough one, right? Because even in businesses, we we're in the communication business ourselves, and sometimes we forget right. that we're supposed to communicate with each other, right? <laughs> that's that's sometimes the overlooked one, and I think that's the one. Even if you don't know enough, being in contact with people, families, and the residents themselves, you know it, it goes back to the what? What is it? Uh, Roosevelt, FDR said, "The only thing we have to fear is fear itself." Well, fear of the unknown is a pretty big fear, isn't it?
4: Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, we we've been getting stories from families all over the country, and the the biggest thing that we see from that is just the not knowing. And, you know, I don't know what's going on in the facility. And, you know, it's a win-win. I mean, to the extent you can say that in, in what's happening today for facilities, if you don't have, have families calling all the time, you know, if you can manage that and be proactive as a facility in providing that information, you're not going to have the, the constant phone calls from family members because they know what to expect. Um, but but it is that fear that not knowing that it really is, is most striking in, in all the folks that I talk to and that we're hearing from.
5: You know, and even if you have some problems, if you're communicating that, I would think that that again, you know, God forbid somebody loses a family member and you've been communicating with them well, at least they can say, well, they they did their best, right? I mean, in the end, that 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 one vital thing about just
4: keeping the conduit open, right? Absolutely. No, that's absolutely it. And, and you know, one of the, the people I was talking to recently said, uh, I think summed it up perfectly, said, you know what? My mom has been in this facility for four years. They did a great job and and they take such good care of her. But now that I don't know what's going on, I just don't know. And I question that. It's that, it's you know, that communication is so critical and important for everyone involved
5: you know i i I've, I've amazed the creativity and we've obviously with social media and a lot of the reports you know people people you know on on, on those uh those those uh, uh what do you call the 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 baskets where they go up to the window of the second floor and, yeah the cherry pickers, yeah uh doing that or 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 just communicating with each other or writing notes or waving from a hilltop i mean there they're just some real heartwarming stories out there and that 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 that's enduring to 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 me that that you know they that's the hope part of this right the people are still yeah. hanging in there
4: absolutely it is and you're right you know folks have gotten really creative and they've gotten uh they, they found ways to stay connected even if it's uh, just like you know the phone calls or the skype or whatever it might be but yeah the the going back to writing letters having grandkids uh, reach out but yes I, I love the story about the the folks going up on the, the cherry picker basket to be able to see the their their friends and, and their, their family um you're you're right it's the creativity is, is really amazing
5: you just got to get over that height thing you know <laughs> <Your favorite laughs>
11: Maybe you just put that one aside.
5: All right. So, um, run through those six questions again. These are the six questions that AARP has put together for asking of care, of health, of care facilities, and, and that you should be asking right now. Run through those again for people who just who missed it earlier.
4: Absolutely. So, question number one: Ask if anyone in the facility has tested positive for COVID nineteen. And the second question. Ask what the facility is doing to prevent infections, whether it's uh, testing their staff or or how they're maybe segregating uh, those who might have the infection from everyone else. Number three, does the nursing home staff have the personal protective equipment and training that they need to stay safe and keep their patients safe? Four, what is the nursing home doing to help residents stay connected with their families or other loved ones during this time? Five, What is the plan for the nursing home to communicate important information to both residents and families on a regular basis? And six is the nursing home at full staffing level.
5: All right. Like that communication, that conduit one that just keeps jumping out to me. Hey, I bet people can find more information on this. Bob, where do they find it?
4: We've, uh, we've compiled a lot of information, including uh, where you can contact uh, your folks here in Alabama uh, at www.arp.org/slash coronavirus. All right. Bob Stephen,
5: uh, ARP's uh, vice president of uh, caregiving and, uh, and health programs. Hey, thanks, man. This is a critical area, and you make sure these people definitely stay safe. Hey, thanks for sharing, Bob. Appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Brad.
3: The Small Business Advocate, Jim Blassengame, Saturdays at 2 on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
0: Sounds like we may have had a no-injury accident around Research Park and Plummer Road. Be careful coming through that area. Had one on 36 near Lower Dry Creek. Sounds like it should be clear over Morgan County. Streets a bit damp. You be careful on the trip in this morning. From routine care to heart failure, Dr. Randall Burns and the team at Huntsville Heart Specialists have the expertise to care for all matters of the heart. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI.
1: I'm a mom with two children who love sports. One girl, one boy, and they're all about playing ball. I love sports, too, because it keeps them active and healthy and teaches them great life lessons, like how to be part of a team. But I worry about them getting hurt, sprained ankles, heat illnesses, even concussions. How do I know that their coaches know how to keep them safe? Here's how. Because Alabama is the first state in the nation to pass a law that requires all youth coaches of kids 14 and under to complete a certified training course in injury recognition and prevention. They call it the Coach Safely Law. I call it the right thing to do. So, Coach, before I drop my kids off at their first practice with you, I have one very important question. Do you coach safely?
10: Sponsored by the Coach Safely Foundation, the Alabama Recreation and Parks Foundation,
8: the ABA, and this station.
2: The Humidor Pipe Shops a great place to hang out with
10: friends, enjoy a good smoke, and people that appreciate pipe tobaccos, cigars, good friendly atmosphere, you can smoke inside. The camaraderie of sitting around here and just visiting with friends and enjoying a nice cigar, it's amazing the number of business transactions that you'll see occur in here.
3: I enjoy coming down here, it's the only place you can really come to go smoke a cigar, buy it, smoke it here, hang out with the guys, catch up on a day's politics.
5: The Humidor Pipe Shop, Memorial Parkway Southwest, now open Sundays, noon to 6.
9: Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you will develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com.
8: Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
6: Lunchbox Wrestling and Jordan Lane and will be open for
8: pickup orders only from 10 to 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 830081, or you can order
5: through Yep, Jameis gets a one year deal. Uh, I, I guess a chance to show us what you got or hit the road, buddy. <laughs>
11: The uh, detail's not disclosed at the moment, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll get a few bucks to yeah. walk around with. Uh, Taysom Hill. He's Seventh-round awesome. practice. Yeah, apparently love- gets... Uh, wow. Taysom's <laughs> great. He can return punts and kicks and quarterback and be kind of a uh, uh, what scat-back type of thing. He can do mm-hmm. it all. So he, he's very talented. $10.5 million. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not Breeze money, but, it, good. but it's there. Pretty
5: good. Uh, Major League Baseball considering uh, doing some realigning. Wow. This would be interesting. Uh, Three-division realignment, uh, play, playing in home ballparks. Um, so this would be for the season, I guess.
11: Just for, or, or would this be permanent? I'm not sure uh, just how deep, or how far this is going to go. If it's something temporary for this season, because they're going to try to get games in mm-hmm. and uh, about a month or so, get about a hundred of them if they can. And uh, real interesting lineup there. Maybe it's something they they needed to be doing. Uh, all Yeah,
5: long. I mean it would. You would have. Uh, so it's interesting. The Braves, the Tigers, the Twins, the Indians, the Reds, the Royals, Cardinals, Brewers. White Sox, Cubs, all would be in the Central Division. That's mixing them all up, I th- I AL
11: and NL. I think it's a good shake-up. Uh, yeah. uh, wow. I've always enjoyed the AL and NL come, the inter- coming, coming together. Yeah. yeah, and Because uh, when it gets down to the World Series, you kind of have a better understanding, uh, of course, designated hitter and all that stuff, But uh, of some of the players on that side. So I think uh, if this is something they're thinking on a permanent basis, it might be... The, the kick and the honey the they needed. They're
5: saying mid June, late July, before beginning any season, players would need to return to their team's facilities in either Florida or Arizona to resume spring training. Once a plan for the season is approved, players would get one week to report to camp. Uh, this is according to Nightingale. Uh, and uh, who is Night- Nightingale? Who is Nightingale? I don't know. According her to well. Nightingale. Who is Nightingale? Bob Nightingale, USA Today. Of okay, I knew there was a Nightingale somewhere. It wasn't Earl. <laughs> or Maxine. <laughs> so anyway, the Nightingale says uh, the trading period would be about three weeks. So there you go.
11: And again, <laughs> Who's Nightingale? Who's Nightingale? <laughs> and trust me, these players, they've been staying in shape all this time. They, yes. They've been laying yes, on the have. couch. You see Derek Henry. He's been posting all his uh, stuff.
8: Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <Shaka. laughs> Talk radio doesn't have to be boring. Hey, it's Joe Pags today at five on Talk Radio for the rest of us. Fourteen fifty and one hundred five point three WTKI Talk.
9: i Liz Clayman, and this
10: is the Fox Business Report. General Electric says the coronavirus had a significant financial impact on the company in its first quarter, cutting its industrial profit by about $800 million. However, GE's healthcare and renewable energy businesses held up better than expected. Toymaker Hasbro lost money in its recent quarter. Though its gaming business was up 30%, Hasbro usually makes a lot of money from its toys connected to movies. That business slumped. Hasbro says it can Predict how it will do this year because of the coronavirus. Meal kit company Blue Apron lost money in its quarter ending March 31st. However, it's seeing a significant increase in demand from stay at home orders. Its number of customers and the overall business improved. Blue Apron has been hiring new employees and has implemented safety measures. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosilda, invested in you.
0: The latest Gallup poll shows support for President
4: Trump is falling. But can you really believe the polls? Now Newsmax is conducting an urgent national poll, asking Americans if you approve of President Trump's handling of the crisis. It's easy to vote in Newsmax's poll. Just text the word virus to 39747. That's 39747. Your opinion counts, and Newsmax will share the results with Congress and the media. So text virus to 39747 and vote now. That's 39747.
0: Sounds like we may have had a no injury accident around Research Park and Plumber Road. Be careful coming through that area. Had one on 36 near Lower Dry Creek. Sounds like it should be clear over Morgan County. Streets a bit damp. You be careful on the trip in this morning. From routine care to heart failure, Dr. Randall Burns and the team at Huntsville Heart Specialists have the expertise to care for all matters of the heart. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI. Talk.
7: In the aftermath of tragic attacks such as the one at Santa Fe High School in Texas, there is often an increase in hoax threats to schools and other public places. Whether false threats are made on social media, verbally or otherwise, criminals could be locked behind prison doors for up to five years. FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch.
0: The Bureau and its law enforcement partners take each threat seriously. We investigate and fully analyze each threat to determine its credibility.
7: In addition to time behind bars and a fine, other consequences of this crime include
0: emotional distress to students, school personnel, and parents. False threats also drain taxpayer money and divert valuable law enforcement resources away from other critical responsibilities.
7: Making false threats is not a joke. Think before you post. Report threats and suspicious behavior to law enforcement and in emergencies dial 911. With FBI this week, I'm Molly Halpern of the Hero.
10: By the light. This is Austin at Smokey's Barbecue. Come see us on Highway 72. We're open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sundays. We do pickup and Grub South delivery.
5: Rest assured, there are, um, there are things going on that might just scare you to death in the politics of all of this. Like a permanent, permanent unemployment. Uh, a minimum income, which is one of the other things in this, uh, and then the quote of the day actually comes. This is from our friends at uh, Unleash Prosperity. You know who's behind this, right? The uh, Unleash Prosperity, uh, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Steve Forbes, Art Laffer, Stephen Moore, our good friend uh, Steve Moore, involved in this, uh, and and they've been sharing all of these. Anyway, here's the quote of the day. And who do you think would say something like this? Standing up to this virus can't be the job of essential workers only. We've been strong, but we're tired, and we need the rest of you to help us by getting back to work. From whence would that kind of comment come, do you think? How about that, Dr. Daniel Murphy, chairman of the Department of Emergency Medicine at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx?
11: Kind of ground zero. That's not
5: going to get reported, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. Huh? So anyway, you got you got the, uh, the the wackiness is going on. You got Dave Carey, who's the owner of a of a uh, an eatery and a grocery store. Uh, apparently, and this is in uh, in Maryland, uh, in Cecil County, and uh, he has a he had and then there's a he has a bar, I guess, next door. Anyway, it, it, they were taking they had seventy people in line for takeout. They were raided by police because <laughs> cops don't have anything to do. Crimes down. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry says of the Sunday raid, he said, I couldn't have called a riot and gotten this kind of response.
11: <laughs> Maybe the cops were just hungry or something. I'm telling you, a
5: judge has slapped down the governor of Illinois' latest lockdown order saying the governor has shredded the Constitution. Mm, go figure! And then, of course, we have the governor of Kentucky being sued, and now his attorney general has joined the other side uh, in dealing with the uh, <laughs> dealing with the governor's uh, lockdown. The attorney general doesn't want to be part of this. So here here's a story out of again out of uh, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, um, and, and I'll read here: We took note that during the um, the CARES Act floor of debate. Uh, there was a SAS amendment, Ben SASS, who put an amendment in to limit unemployment benefits to 100% of wages being debated. Ron Wyden, the top Democrat on the Senate Finance Committee, said that making unemployment pay more than work had long been a priority of Senate Democrats. Do you hear that? Had long been a priority. We want to pay more money for you to not work. Yeah and says it was not a drafting error. We wanted this to happen. It would have been foolish to think Wyden would have let this um, this uh, priority go past the scheduled date of July 31st. This goes through July 31st? Did you know that? This federal add-on? And right on cue, Wyden has told the New York Times, in fact, uh, just late last week, that he wants to enhance unemployment benefits to be kept in place until unemployment rates fall below a certain level. That certain level has yet to be determined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Couple that with what's going on in the House where Nancy Pelosi's been trotting around. She was on CNBC, MSNBC, or PMSNBC, or whatever it is. Uh, A guaranteed income for people is is a is worthy of our attention now because there are so many more people than just small business hired by small business. They need some assistance as well. Let's have a minimum income, guaranteed income, minimum guaranteed income. Yeah. The politics of this has now outpaced the science of this whole pandemic. Food for thought.
8: Woman than most eyes have ever seen. That night I knew a lady wearing tight fitting jeans. Well, now she's back in her world, and I'm still stuck in mine. But I know she'll always remember the time. A cowboy once had a
3: million. Even bag. when surrounded by idiots, we can still smile. We're not ordinary people they morons! I'm Mike Gallagher. Join me weekday mornings from 8 to 11 on WTKI. For decades, Bob Davies
5: at Davies Auto Service Center has been taking care of our personal and company vehicles. And I've mentioned this many times. Bob shoots you straight. What kept me coming back all those years was the things Bob said we didn't need yet. And we did need a major repair. Bob was reasonable. Another thing from Davies Auto Service Center you're not going to get from other auto repair shops? One-year warranty on parts and labor. you like what you drive. You want to keep it on the road. Maybe you're shooting for that mileage milestone. And besides, it's cheaper than a car payment. So call Bob Davies at Davies Auto Service Center. The Blue Building, 10th Avenue and Tryna Boulevard, between Bob Wallace and Governor's Drive in Huntsville. Davies Auto Service Center, 256-534-2704. That's Davies Auto Service Center, 256-534-2704.
3: Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day, WTKI Talk, 1450 AM.